Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, fans. It's the Combat Cast, and we are back. And uh, Chevy, no real news to talk about this week, so we can get right in this week's past fight card first if you want. Well, let's talk about the schedule first oh, coming yeah. up. We got uh, March 25th, UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sandhagen. We've been waiting for this fight forever. April 1st, no UFC. So we're going to talk about, um, which I'm actually pretty excited for, PFL uh, season opener, uh, Lognane versus Marais for the main event. But there's a couple of good fights on there I'm excited for. And then March 8th, we're back to UFC 287, Pereira versus Adesanya 2. Yeah, uh, Pereira Adesanya 2. I mean, I don't feel should, like... uh really be Pereira Adesanya 4 or... Five, I don't know. They really fought a bunch of times already. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm fine with it because like I think people really do uh, hold those kickboxing wins over Adesanya's head a little too much. To me, it is a completely different sport. At the end of the day, yes, Pereira did win, and stylistically, it is interesting, and it does show that uh, maybe it does count, especially the way you fight. It, you know, but to me, man. We're going to talk about it when we get there, but Adesanya, there's a different path to victory here if he's willing to take it. I mean, it's just a question of, you know, but then again, I don't know. Pereira's getting better, and it's it's Styles make fights. He's so big, too. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that he finished Adesanya, but he almost got finished in that fight, too. Like, yeah. he was, you know, Pereira was losing that fight, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, you know, like he yeah. uh, he got saved by the bell at one point, and I think he was just yeah. down on points overall. And obviously, Izzy can exploit the wrestling because, um, you know, he was dominant down there for someone who never wrestles. So we'll see. Yeah, and um, I mean, at the, yeah, if you look at some of their kickboxing fights, that was similar too. Adesanya almost had him finished a couple of times, so it's, yeah. it's very interesting. All right, let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, this past week's card is uh, Pieter Jan and Marab Dovalishvili uh, fight night. So uh, we're not going to go over the prelims. There's nothing super great on there. Uh, I don't know if you caught them all, but I didn't catch any of them this week. Uh, I was busy on Saturday, but uh, let's just talk about the, yeah. the main card. So uh, yeah. Vitor Petrino versus Anton Turkle. Yeah, Petro, uh, Petrino won. Uh, we can just go ahead right next to the next one of this one. I I do not have much about this at all. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah, I'll, I'll just say, you know, it's a bummer for Anton's two losses in a row for him yeah. in the UFC, but tough matchups too. So I think he'll get one more shot and uh, I think, you know, he'll do fine after that. He's definitely got the UFC jitters out for sure. And uh, Vitor, I'm surprised he didn't get a finish. Uh, like I, I thought he was going to, but uh, exciting fighter for sure. So good on him. All right, let's move on to uh, 
I, I called this one, by the way. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Yes. Uh, Mario Batista got a victory at Bantamweight, too. I don't think we're going to really have much to say about that. Oh, yes. That. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah but, good on him. He looked good, too. He's another dangerous Bantamweight that's kind of flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and the Bantamweight division is so stacked, which we'll talk more about in a little bit here. But uh, Martinez, uh, I caught the end of this. Looked good. You called this one, like you said. Um, I was impressed from what I saw. I looked at some of the highlights of this too, and uh, I just I'll let you talk a little more about it. But I did come up with a fight for this one. I have a few potential fights, and this one, um, I believe, uh, Munoz Pedro Munoz would have to he's he's one ahead of uh Martinez. I didn't see the new rankings out yet, mm-hmm. but they're pretty much right there. I don't see why this fight couldn't take place. Two fun fighters, and I think that would be a great fight to have next. Yeah, I think that's a good matchup. Uh, good measuring stick for sure. Um, but I think that Martinez has flown under the radar for the most part. Um, but Saeed is a big name for him to get a win over. So I, I, I hope this puts a little shine on him going forward. Uh, he's a bad man. So, you know, yeah. I, I think he can uh, make some waves in the division for sure. Absolutely. Stack division. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann, a fight we finally got, and uh, boy, was it worth waiting for. Yeah, you called this one too. Spann could not get although there was a whole video package of Spann basically talking about dedicating his self to cardio, but I think he tried, he really, I think, uh, gassed himself by trying to go for that choke right away that he hooked up on. It was deep too, it was deep. deep. Krylov, such a good veteran. Um he he's slick. He got out of there, and then I thought, even though it was a competitive, fun fight, I really felt like for as long as it lasted, Krylov did have kind of the advantage after that. Like I felt like he was the one closer to getting the finish, whether it was on the ground or even in the scrambles. I thought he'd come out on top a little bit, and uh, I was very impressed with Krylov still has to offer. Uh, fun match, I think. Um, even though I think he's a little bit ahead of the guy, I I just like to see it. Uh, Krylov versus Johnny Walker because I think you're dealing with another wild fight, two guys that like to finish. And I think it might be, the result might be similar. I think because Krylov, again, just loves to, you know, he knows how to like work these guys, especially on experience. But Walker is such a guy that I feel like is, is trying to improve right now. It'd be an interesting fight. Yeah. As far as uh, this fight. Yeah. It was super, super great fight, even though, you know, we only saw, you know, two thirds of, the way into the first round. Uh, great, great grappling exchanges. Um, like you said, uh, Span did seem to get a little bit tired, but that pace was insane. Right. Um, so who knows what, what would have happened if he'd survived to the next round and you know maybe got his win back a little bit. But it was unfortunate that that ending sequence, he slid Krylov off his back, and then he just went in sloppy and fell into a triangle and had to immediately tap. So um, unfortunate for Ryan, uh, but great awareness from Krylov to, you know, have his legs up there, catch him in the guard and, and catch him right in that triangle and submit him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, matchup wise, Johnny Walker, it's a fun fight for anyone. So yeah, Krylov and him, especially the way that Krylov is ready to push the pace. Um, I think that'd be a great fight. This All right. Flying, by the way, at this time, too. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, 
another pretty quick fight. Uh, Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Yeah, um, another fun fight. Volkov, man, I'll tell you what, uh, still sharp, you know? Like, I was impressed. Uh, he was able to put it together, and uh, he looked just a lot better on the feet. I thought that was the real big difference. Romanov also just, I don't know, like, I know he just he came off of a loss going into this, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because he definitely just looked like he wasn't, there to me uh yeah he was coming up to that loss to tabera like he had like a real sloppy attempt at a takedown i want to say and volkov just lit him up um but volkov looked impressive and uh fun fight for him next i haven't seen this fight yet tied to avasa yeah uh i'm gonna be this might be harsh but uh romanoff is not gonna make it in the ufc so he had that loss to tabera He's known to have cardio issues, and he puts on 30 more pounds. Uh, I saw somebody said he looked like a bag of milk at the (laughs) weigh-ins, and I thought that was an apt description. Uh, He looked so sloppy and um, some of the worst cardio I've ever seen. I mean, Volkov, maybe he was sick or something, so that could have contributed to the cardio issue, but... um, Volkov broke his will after stopping just a single takedown. Um, the fight was basically over after that point. Uh, yeah. He lost all energy in his body after that. So, like I said, maybe he was sick or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, Volkov looked great. But I think this is more of a very off night for Romanov. Hopefully he can get it figured out because, um, I mean, he, he, he has a great record. But most of that's outside the USC. So, uh, against these top level guys, you can't come in and and have no cardio. People aren't going to just get tapped out in the first round over and over again. So, hopefully, he can sort it out. Uh, let's talk about the main event: Pieter yeah. Jan versus Marab Dvalishvili. We talked about it. We said this was going to be a rough coming off those fights that Jan came off with. Super close decision loss to O'Malley. He. Loses to Sterling in the rematch. But I think that was a split decision, too, even though that was closer. And then before that, he won a close fight with Sanhagen. And before that, he lost the title in a disqualification. This guy's got some horrible luck. Um, and now he gets this fight, a fight that I feel like is stylistically a bad matchup for almost anybody at Bantamweight. Uh, Marab put on a clinic here. I mean, in terms of, like, what he could do. He looked better on the feet. Than he has in a while too. Like I feel like he keeps improving with his striking. Um, his leg kicks look good. I thought too. I think he mm-hmm. stopped. He didn't keep them up for a little while. Um, like he kind of got away from them a little bit. But I was confused because he hurt Jan with some of those leg kicks. Yeah, Jan had to fight in the southpaw stance like almost the entire fight because yeah. of those leg kicks. Yeah. So uh, impressive victory for Marab, no doubt. I would say probably his most impressive victory to date given who he was fighting and the performance he did. And before this, he basically put on a similar performance against Jose Aldo. So uh, very impressive with Rob. Sky's the limit for this guy. The only thing is he doesn't want to fight his uh, partner for the uh, championship, which I know Dana said actually took a turn that recently and said that he might want to reconsider his stance. And I get what he's saying because I'm looking at like what to do next for him. And at this point, like you got, San Hagen and Vera fighting. 
And really, Marab should be fighting the winner of that. But it's almost like you're kind of fucking up the whole division here. If Marab just keeps beating up these potential challengers, it's great for Aljo. You know, he's got this yeah. little mini enforcer, but he's gonna stop sit at the top and and stop the climb of all these guys yeah. that are gonna potentially be title contenders. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I I say for the next fight. He should fight either the winner or the loser, however they want to do it. If Sanhagen Vera, I feel they're right there. Uh, or O'Malley is another good one. But my guess is O'Malley is probably going to sit out and meet the winner of... Um, although, actually, if Vera wins, it's a great problem to have, such a great division, you probably want to do that rematch with Vera and O'Malley, and they could meet the winner of Cejudo. And- yeah, I, I think O'Malley fights the winner of of that fight, uh, whoever it is, because yeah. he hasn't fought, you know, uh, he hasn't fought Sanhagen, and obviously he has the history with with uh, Marlon. So, um, yeah, and then you give um, Marab, yeah, give Marab the loser, and then you know maybe he sits out one or somebody else makes a case or whatever. I think you know. Aljo, he's we know he has that matchup soon against uh, Cejudo in May, I sure. believe. Uh, then you know he fights whoever is the winner in. Uh, I bet he wants to fight O'Malley because obviously easiest matchup for him mm-hmm. and most money. So uh, you know maybe we'll see some weird Connor shit where O'Malley gets to jump the line and fight Aljo right after that or something, but. Uh, I bet we see Aljo fight Cejudo if he wins, which is a tough ask because Cejudo is a monster. If he wins, maybe he does one more and then goes up to featherweight or not. Maybe he fights Cejudo. He makes that money from the Cejudo name and he goes up and then Marab will be champ for a while. Yeah. And uh, interesting, too. I was just thinking about this. If Cejudo does beat Sterling, what if Marab uh, fights Sterling for the championship? I mean, what a stylistic fight that'll be. I mean, I, at this point, if Marab and Sterling fall, um, I think I'd give the edge to Marab. Yeah. Just what because he's improving so much and his wrestling is so, he's just so tenacious. He, but what about Marab and Cejudo? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Cejudo is the worst matchup for Marab. him for sure because he's definitely better on the feet. Um, and he might be one of the only people that can stop the takedowns now. Right. Uh, Marab's not going to be deterred by uh, right. takedown being stopped for sure. I mean, he broke the record for takedown attempts in this fight against Jan, who stopped a lot of them as well. But yeah. um, Marab's cardio is just second to none. I think he has the best cardio in the world. So uh, eventually he would get Cejudo down. He'd tire him out, especially after a layoff. Um, I, I don't know. It's tough. I think he'd have to get finished on the feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we do. I just think that is a bad, that's the one stylistic matchup that is bad for Marab right now is Henry. Yeah. 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 Uh, just, just talking about Jan a little bit. Um, I know he talked about leaving the UFC previously. Cause you know, he thinks he got hosed on a couple of these decisions and going back to Russia and fighting or whatever. So maybe he does that. Um, but also, he, I think he's just gotten some tough matchups. He's gotten a bunch of grapplers and then a six-foot tall striker. So, like, right. if he fought 
someone who isn't six feet tall, that's a striker. I, I think maybe he could get his mojo back and make another run at the title. So I, I hope mean, that's what scenery wouldn't kill him either, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy yeah. that could be great in the PFL or something. Oh, he ain't doing that. He's going back to Russia or he's not doing anything. I'm sure. <laughs> oh. He's already talked. He's already <laughs> talked about it. I think it's. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think eventually he's doing that regardless. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, UFC 286 yeah. Edwards versus Usman three. Yes. Um, this is going to be in London. So prelims are going to start at 3 p.m. Eastern time and the main card will start at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, okay. 5 p.m. Yep. So th- that's excellent for us over here on the East yeah. Coast. So um, prelims, there's not a lot of big names, uh, but it's good matchmaking. Mm. Uh, one fight I do want to highlight, I'm super excited for, is the feature bout on the prelims. It's Jack Shore versus Makwan Amirakani. Um, Jack Shore was undefeated until his last fight. He lost a decision, uh, but he's moving up from Bantamweight to Featherweight. And uh, Amir Khani is welcoming, welcoming him to the division. Uh, I think nobody wants to fight this guy after his first loss. Um, I think he's going to be one of the main guys in the division. I'm, I'm high on Jack Shore, so I, I assume he gets a finish because Amir Khani, uh, as we know, is one to push forward and uh, yeah, put himself in danger. Super exciting fighter. So I think Jack Short gets a finish. I don't know when, but that's a fight to keep an eye out for. All right. All right. Let's, main card. Yeah, main card. Starting off with a banger. Marvin Vittori versus Roman Dolades. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes here like the whole time we're talking just because like this is a very interesting fight. Uh Roman is 12 and 1, 7 KOs, 3 subs, 2 decisions. He's 6 and 1 in the UFC. He's won 4 in a row and he's got 3 finishes in a row. 3 finishes in a row. So he's a hot hot commodity right now. Marvin 18 6 and 1, 2 KOs, 9 subs, 7 decisions, 8 4 uh 8 and 4 in the UFC. Strength of schedule. Marvin has had he's fought them all. He's fought Asanya a couple times. Uh, he just came off a loss to Robert Whitaker. So he's fought the best of the best. Um, I have a hard time going against Marvin for that reason, because I need to see what Roman can do against Marvin. Like this is really his big chance. Um, I'm going to go with Marvin. Uh, I think this is going to be a good back and forth fight. I'll say Marvin gets the decision win, but this could be Roman's time to shine. I just, I can't pick it yet based on what I've seen. Like, cause I, like again, Marvin's fought the best of the best right now. Yeah. I'm with you on this. Yeah. Roman is a tough test. Uh, even though Marvin has only lost to the top of the division fighters, uh, Roman is explosive and he's well-rounded, right. but Marvin does seem to be getting better after every fight still. So, um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Marvin by decision as well. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it'll probably be a war. I, I expect this to be a very good three-round fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next fight, Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. O'Neill, prospect, 9-0, three KOs, two subs, four decision, 4-0 and in the UFC. Maya, talking about again, you know, she's been around, you know, uh, she's fought a lot of people. She's 20 wins, nine losses, one no contest, four KOs, five subs, and 11 decisions. She can go either way. This is a big test, but unlike the other one, I think Casey O'Neill, this is a little more clear to me. Like, 
I think she's ready for this. She's ready to take this next step. I think she's someone to watch out for. Uh, but I also think we're going to decision again. I got Casey winning this one. Yeah, big step up in competition for Casey. Uh, Jennifer's fought the best in the division, not necessarily getting the wins, but getting the experience of fighting those girls. Um, I think Jennifer gets the decision, but I'd be more pleased to see Casey get the win. And um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this might be a little bit too much of a step up. I think Jennifer gets it done by decision. It's good. Yeah, it's it, it's almost similar, like I said, to that first one. It's just that Marvin has beaten some of the people not named Adesanya and Whitaker. And like, you know, my I don't know if she has enough of those key wins where I, I but again, experience is something and she's fought the best. And that means something. Right. She's she's fought Chikagan and Valentina. You know, yeah. she lost to them. But you know, those are some high level fights. So. Right. All right. Let's move All into. Right. Uh, uh, possible fight of the night contender, Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberina. Possible fight of the contender. I think uh, this is going to be some fireworks, but this could end early. All right. Uh, Barberino is uh, 18 and 9, 11 KOs, two subs, five decisions. He's won three out of his last four, and he's had fight of the night five times. All right. Uh, he, he's just been at a war lately. Uh, Gunnar Nelson, 18, 5 and 1. Four KOs, 12 subs, two decisions. He's had performance of the night four times. Um, and he's tied with Chris Little and Damian Maya for most submission wins in UFC welterweight history. I bring that up because I think that's going to be the difference here. Um, I think both these guys are going to go at it, but I think eventually this goes to the ground. And I think that's where Gunnar Nelson is going to be able to submit Bob Arino. I think Gunnar Nelson's striking is not as I would say Bob Reno has the edge, but I think Gunnar Nelson is not going to just get like finished on the feet. I think he knows what to do. He'll be able to go in there, get some wrestling down and eventually submit him. Um, I'm going to go Gunnar Nelson submission round two. Yeah. Gunnar is similar to Jeff Neal, who we talked about last week in the fact that he's fought the toughest guys. Um, he hasn't had the best of luck lately. And Brian is an incredibly dangerous opponent, especially coming off that loss he had to RDA. Um, he's going to know what Gunner's strengths are for sure. Uh, I think Gunner could catch him if, if Barbarina gets too reckless, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say Barbarina probably gets the KO um, in the first two rounds. I think Gunner is, has that karate stance right. when in the standup. But I think Barbarina is going to be able to take one shot from Gunner to give one. And in that exchange, uh, when Gunner blitzes in, he's going to catch him and hurt him. And I think he finishes him. I'll say round two KO for Barbarina. Although I, I hope you're right. I'm a, here, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of both guys, but I would like to see Gunner get the win because I think he needs it more. But mm-hmm. move on to the probable fight of the yes. night. <laughs> Um, because it has two of the most exciting fighters in one of the most exciting divisions in combat sports. Uh, Justin, the highlight Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev. All right. Fazeev is 12 and one, eight KOs, one sub, three decisions, six and one in the UFC. He lost his debut. There's a thing we talked about a lot last week, like a lot of people do in the UFC, and he's won six in a row. He's coming off two straight KO victories over Brad Riddell and RDA 
That's super impressive. He's had fight of the night twice and performance of the night three times. Gaethje, 23 and four, 19 KOs, one sub, three decisions. He's lost two out of his last three, but that is to Charles Oliveira and Habib Nagamadev. Those were the two champions at the time. Both He's were had, grappling, yes. uh, like dangerous grapplers, which Faziva is not. No, and in the submission game in particular, both of them were able yeah. to exploit uh, Justin. That's something he shouldn't have to deal with here. Um, fighting tonight six times, performance tonight four times. That means between both these guys, they've had fight of the night or performance tonight 15 times. 15 bonuses between these two. This should be fireworks. Because of the style of the fight and what uh, Fazee brings to the table, um, unless this is Gaethje's night where he's just finally his chin is going to be caught. Um, I like Gaethje here. Uh, I think he'll do enough to get done, and I don't think he'll have to worry about the submission threat. So I won't be surprised because if he, momentum is very key in sports, and Fazee has momentum. But, uh, yeah, again, strength of schedule. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Justin Gaethje until I see that his chin is no longer there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both guys for sure. They're both exciting fighters. Um, I think if Justin tries to mix in some takedowns to create openings for his striking, I think he can land some big shots and get the KO on Fazeev. But I'm sure he's not going to do that because he never uses his wrestling. Um, in a stand-up fight, which this will probably end up being, Fazeev is the more technical fighter, and he has power. Um not necessarily enough power to knock out Justin Gaethje, uh, but he could hurt him badly, I think. So um, I think Fazeev can use his movement to stay on the outside and kind of snipe Gaethje as he, you know, he's just going to keep the pressure on and keep walking in. So I, I think if Fazeev can stay away, he can snipe him while he's coming in over and over again. But um, since I don't think Justin's going to use his takedowns, he could use those nasty leg kicks that he's kind of gotten away from lately. If he uses those nasty leg kicks to slow down Fazeev's movement, then he can walk him down like he likes to do, uh, shell up, protect himself from some big shots, and then unleash his own and, and uh, get a KO. But I think I'm going to pick Fazeev by decision. I think he is able to stay away. Justin doesn't really kick the legs in this fight. I think he just kind of gets outpointed. Um, there's no way he's going to knock out Justin Gaethje unless his chin, right. this is the fight it goes, like you said. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to pick Fazeev by decision, but very exciting fight. I'd be happy with any outcome we're going to get in this for sure. Yeah, um, I could definitely see that happening. Um, you know, and I, maybe I'm going my heart a little bit too. Like uh, Gaethje and Poirier are like two of my like ultimate all-time favorites. They're still in that, and I just keep hoping one day one of them is going to get the championship strap because they're two warriors who have both been so close to that mountain. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the main event. Leon Edwards versus Kamaro Usman. All right. This is kind of interesting. Usman's 20 and two, nine KOs, 10 decisions, former UFC welterweight championship, five successful title defenses. All right. Performance of the night, four times fight of the night. Once latest, finish in UFC welterweight history against Kobe Covington, which is interesting because I don't know what the second one is, but it might be Leon Edwards. Might be. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. So Leon Edwards, 23 and one 
seven KOs, three subs, 10 decisions, uh, current welterweight champion, first Jamaican-born uh, champion in UFC history. Uh, he also has the uh, sixth fastest finish in UFC history over against Seth Bozicki, uh, eight seconds. And um, when I bring those up, it's because especially that one where Usman has the latest finish and you look how Edwards got this win, this is a clear example of these fights can end at any time with these two. I don't mm-hmm. expect that to happen because they're both such complete fighters. Normally when we say something like that, we're talking about brawlers, guys who just go out. But these guys, if like they're not on their game, this is why this could be an exciting fight or it could be a very technical fight that someone dominates and it's hard to watch because it's two elite fighters that are very well-skilled, striking, wrestling, and all around. Um, what we've seen, however, though, in their previous meetings, though, is that Usman really, to me, has looked like the better fighter. And I hate almost saying that because I like Usman, but we're in, we're in we're in London. This like this is like a moment you set up where you want for Leon, Leon Edwards. But the truth of the matter is, that last fight would have been great in London <laughs> because that's the kind of finish you want. That he's losing the fight, he catches him with that head kick, and he wins. It's a comfort behind victory. You can make a movie out of it. But now Usman's had a chance, you know, to process this. I don't think we've seen what kind of fighter Usman is. Like, I don't see this guy struggling because he had his first loss in the UFC. He had a loss early in his career, and he won, like, 20-something in a row after that. So, um, but Usman, I will say this. He's talked about his injuries over the years, and he, you never know. There's another age, you know, because he's had so much combat experience. Um, but to me, the smart money's on Usman. Um, I like Usman, but I'm also kind of leaning towards Edwards. I just want him to have his moment in the, in London, but, uh, I can't go against Usman knowing how that fight went for most of that last fight. I got to say Usman will probably grind out a decision here and maybe even get a finish. You never know, but, um, you know, not counting out Edwards. I just, I just favor Usman. Right. And Usman dominated their first fight. Cause if you remember, this is their third fight. Technically yes. Usman. Russell fucked him the first fight bad. Yeah. So, um, and he was on his way to Russell fucking him again. Uh, yeah. In, in the second one. So, but, uh, so leading up to this fight, uh, this week, like I hadn't thought about giving Leon Edwards a, a chance in this one. I just right. thought, okay, Usman, nobody, what mistake he made. He's going to come in. He's going to go back to the wrestling, uh, he's gonna stay focused and and you know grind out a decision, um, and, and I think if Kamaro's still hungry and he's focused, he'll come in and that's what he'll do. But I have a few questions uh, yeah. coming into this one, um, which might be nothing, uh, or they could be something. So Usman hasn't really done any press um, mm-hmm. leading up in this fight. And that reminds me a little bit of the Ronda Rousey sure. uh, issue, you know, where she didn't do any press, came in, got knocked out in like 48 seconds by Amanda Nunes. So that could be nothing, but uh, he's also, you, you mentioned that loss and he had 20 wins afterwards or whatever, but he never got KO'd. Uh, right. And this KO was an especially bad KO. You know, he got knocked out. His eyes were still open. Uh, yeah. You know, he was stiff as a board. So he has to come back from that, especially, you know, given his age and the wear on his body. Um, Plus this one's in Leon's backyard. You know, he's from England. The, 
the English fans are ravenous. They're absolutely going to be on his side for sure. Um, so if Kamara was ever ripe for the picking, now is the time for Leon Edwards. You know, he has the most things stacked in his favor that he could possibly have. Um, but I'm banking on we get a hungry, focused Kamaru Usman. He comes in, he's, you know, similar to what he's been in the past. And I'm going to assume he stays that way until he shows otherwise. Um, I'll say he gets a decision, but I would not be surprised if Leon Edwards pulled this one out because the time is going to come for Usman. 100% agree. And I'm going to add one other wrinkle that I thought of while you were talking. Um, Being the way the first two fights went, uh, you could almost count it as an Edwards loss. And what I mean by that is Edwards has had plenty of time to really look back, okay, the things he was doing wrong and work on that. Usman doesn't have a lot to fix. Usman right. made one mistake. He knows not to do that again. So and it's easy be- to pass that off as a fluke, too, and not make an right. adjustment to it at all. That, too. And if you look at, like, Sterling, we were talking about earlier, his first fight with Yon, where he won by disqualification, he was getting beat. Bad. Right, but what happened to rematch? They had time to plan. They had time to prepare. Now this weekend, Jan, his teammate, the one he works with the most, and again, I know it's stylistic, but again, now they've had a lot of time to really prepare for uh, Jan. What did they do? They went out there and they gave Jan his worst defeat that Jan has ever had. So there is something to that. Cody Garbrandt, what he did to Dominic Cruz after years of Team Alpha Male failing against this man. They came up with the game plan finally, and they got him. Um, so there is something to that. I think there's something to work on. And so, yeah, I could feel it in the air. Um, you know what? Just to be the difference, I will say uh, Leon Edwards will get this. Uh, I don't necessarily know I believe it, but I'm going to go fourth round TKO because what are the odds we do it in round five again? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, exciting card for sure. Um, And, you know, lucky for us here in the States on the East Coast, it's early as well. So, like I said, that's a 3 p.m. prelim card and 5 p.m. main card. So, looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right. uh, Schedule going forward. March 25th, UFC Fight Night, Vera versus Sandhagen, finally. Um, April 1st. We're going to be previewing PFL season opener Brennan Lochnane, my my favorite PFL fighter, Brennan Lochnane, versus Marlon Marais. Uh, we might do a five three one or something to go along with that. Um, and then April eighth, we're back with the UFC pay per view two eighty seven Pihera versus Adesanya two. There we go. Some good stuff coming up by the UFC. Um, you know what? There was one news item I'll bring up before we get out, right out of here, but. Uh, they are talking about doing the Iyer and uh, Volkanovski for International Fight Week. Um, I just want to say, if I was talking to someone about this today, if that fight happens, if you had had that fight, say, booked like six months ago before the recent pay-per-view card, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Yair's all right, but Volk's going to probably uh, mess him up. But now, after Yair's latest performance, and Volk looked great as hell, too, don't get me wrong, I'm very interested in that fight. And stylistically, what Yair brings to the table and the fact, again, we've talked about it plenty of times on the show, how he keeps taking time off, but he keeps becoming a better version of himself. And he's just such a hungry, hungry striker. Um, I'm really looking forward to see 
what those two bring against each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Yair for sure, yeah. but I just, <laughs> until I see Otherwise. him fight a wrestler the caliber of Volkanovski, who can also do the striking, has the movement, um, and the fight IQ, I can't pick against Volkanovski. So. All right, well, we'll see. All right, I think that's it for this week. Fans, enjoy UFC 286, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in, guys. As always. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring these podcasts to 